Pessimistic functions, they, are, they tend to be more reactionary. They cost a little more energy to use. They're a little more draining, right? And they cause a little more pause. <coughs> so, furthermore, we have the upper half of the mind and the lower half of the mind. Now, the upper half of the mind is where your ego and your subconscious exists, right? The lower half is where your shadow and your superego exist. And this whole thing is just a reflection of a struggle between the ego and the superego, vying for control of the four sides. This happens because you have your hero function and your demon function in opposition to each other. They are reflector functions. For me, that's any and SE. There are two functions trying to fulfill a similar role. Any and SE tend to try to guide other people in some way, whether it's other people's wants or other people's discipline. They're both trying to achieve a similar thing. Okay. Now, your mind is trying to choose one or the other. Yeah, hero versus demon very simple example, your mind tends to have a higher preference for the hero function than the demon function, okay? This is ego bias. There's a bias towards the functions that you come more innately to you from childhood, right, all the way through adolescence into adulthood. You've pretty much always had that hero function there leading as the apex of the mind, being the predominant bias of the mind. 
together, it starts to paint a better picture. Okay? So, you have your hero function, which is the most optimistic function. It is the most energizing, typically speaking, function that you are going to go around using. It is at the apex of the mind. It comes second nature. A lot of times I've seen, there. a lot of types don't recognize that their hero function is even there. It's so deeply rooted in everything we do, and often it's not until we are faced with the situation that challenges the hero either via the inferior on an axis or the demon in reflection, right? So it's often not until one of those two pessimistic factors come into play to challenge the hero in some way that we even notice that our hero function is there. That superego exists purely because we have such a preference for the ego functions as a whole. It is, the brain always wants the path of least resistance to solve an issue. It is going to attempt to use that path of least resistance. But it also has these pathways that are just stronger for the simple fact that the brain uses them more often. It is the safer bet to go with. It doesn't require as much challenge from a psyche standpoint to use these functions. So, when we're talking about that, and we're looking at this other unchosen path of the superego being created because the ego has its biases, you end up with this more narrow view of the world because you're not taking in as all of the eight functions. You have a bias towards a specific form. When it comes to what society labels as mature behavior, okay, there's a few things to consider here. Society considers maturity often to be a couple of different things. One, it's putting aside your own preferences or biases in favor of making a better or wiser decision wisdom, right? Wisdom in society is often synonymous with maturity. Well, there's a few different reasons for that, but the other thing that society often considers to be maturity is discipline. Why is there this skew towards maturity being discipline? Well, when you look at, statistically speaking, as far as we see right now, sensors are making up a large majority of the population, right? And of the sensors, the SJs, which are SI users, are going to make up a larger portion of that. Again, as far as we're aware right now. So, why would this be relevant to SI-leaning maturity? 
Well, when you have a majority saying it is more mature to be disciplined, why would the majority say that? Because it's cognitive projection from SJs onto SPs. SPs tend to be more impulsive, that is, NI-driven with suppressed SI, than SJs are. And so SJs are seeing the impulsiveness as unwise. And they're also looking at SPs that, through development of their shadow, are, and as they get older, are learning to put away their impulsiveness in favor of being more disciplined. It's the uh, kind of trope of like SJs needing to learn to let go, but SPs needing to learn how to be more disciplined, right? So you have that little portion of things affecting the SI side of things. So when it comes to, you know, your SJs and SPs, these two ideas are somewhat synonymous. How does this factor into the intuitives, though? Because you have, you know, the uh, NJs, still relatively impulsive, but you have uh, NFs that still can be impulsive, where maturity for them is not necessarily surrounding their SI, especially for NPs, where their happiness comes from their SI, right? Their happiness, their subconscious is attached to their SI. Well, wisdom, as far as not a macro level for everyone, right? For, or rather, a trope, but wisdom from a type standpoint most often comes from the critic function. So, if we're conflating wisdom with maturity, and one of the biggest sources of wisdom is going to come from your critic function, this is one of the reasons why we're attributing maturity to wisdom. Or rather, that we're attributing maturity to the shadow. But that's not all there is to it, in my opinion. If we go back and talk about kind of that first aspect of what society sees as maturity and the, the ego biases. This is another reason why we're looking at the shadow, right? It is putting away your own ego biases in favor of using, utilizing more of your functions. So now, if we look at the shadow stack and we go back to, okay, if we're attributing maturity, right, and wisdom to the shadow, why would they be less happy if you compare it to the subconscious? Well, again, the shadow functions, the pessimistic functions tend to be more draining, especially in the shadow. The ego is skewed towards being more recharging as a whole, and the shadow is skewed towards being more draining as a whole. And so when we look at what would cause somebody that is being more drained to be less happy, well, there you go. 
Somebody that is expending more energy on a regular basis that has a bias or a preference for the lower half of the mind and utilizing more functions than just what's given to us in the ego, they're going to be a little, they're going to have less energy to work with. You also see this trope a lot of times in society where maturity is almost an antithesis to happiness, right? There's less innocence in that maturity, less pursuit of your own ego biases in that maturity. And this gets more um, intricate when you start looking at like your octograms and your actual development pathways versus focuses. Um, and if you want to know more about that, make sure you head over, get yourself a uh, journeyman membership. You'll get access to all the con all of the prior content for season 18, which goes over the temples, which goes over octograms specifically, which is going to delve into more of the type specifics um, as far as what that path of maturity kind of looks like and why we're labeling them as a little more mature than the subconscious variants. Um, as far as the subconscious and happiness goes, I, I can already hear some people going, well, wait a minute, gateway to the subconscious is pessimistic, right? It is when it's inferior, but it's very much optimistic when it's aspirational. And so for somebody that is only focused on that side, you're going to see this in bursts, right? For somebody that's developed in this side, you're going to see more methodical or more continual use of the subconscious, right? There's a couple reasons why this subconscious development overall leads to happiness, and it seems a bit counterintuitive. One of the most painful parts of the ego is the inferior. It is the weakness, the kryptonite to that hero function. Some of this goes into uh, that season 33 video. If you haven't seen that, check that out too. Season 33, episode one, cognitive growth tracking. I'll, I delve into that a little bit more, but I digress. Talking about the ego, as far as the ego biases are concerned, being able to overcome that inferiority in the hero function is a great source of happiness while simultaneously changing that inferior pause into an op and pessimistic gateway into an optimistic one. And it still has the benefit overall of being in the top four functions that we utilize on a regular basis, even in a resting state that are more preferred over the shadow, naturally speaking. So it's overall, even though the inferior has the capacity to be one of the most pessimistic functions just by virtue of being inferior and a fear, it also has one of the greatest sources of accomplishment and happiness attached to it when you overcome that portion of things and you start to develop that subconscious. You reinforce the strength of your ego and close out the weakness inherent in just the ego itself 
leading to being able to utilize that top half of the mind in an overall more optimistic and happier way. You have more energy to use, so problems that you encounter, while they may be bigger because you don't have the tools to deal with them, you have more energy to deal with them at the same time. A shadow focused or shadow developed person is going to have less energy overall because they're consistently considering more function spread to be able to deal with their problems. Now, hopefully that answered that question for you guys. Um, if you have any other questions, drop them in the comments. Still a starter type, still gonna be chaotic, but uh, I'll be back uh, with more videos for you guys here moving forward. Um, if you found this video useful, helpful in any way, leave a like, subscribe, make sure you get that journeyman membership so you can actually get more of the information on Octa.